Today's episode of NetFront Presence is brought to you by Closets by Design, St. Louis. And this is NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined by the Blues Beat reporters. We have uh, Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman aboard. And fellas, it, uh, the Blues took uh, three or four points uh, from the San Jose Sharks. But, um, boy, a lot to work on, guys. And uh, let's just start off with, I guess, just a crazy second game. Difficult third period. Uh, maybe a frustrating shootout. Just a hard way to get a point, JT. Yeah, they, they really did it the hard way. And, and really – Bennington got them the point. I mean, he was, he's really, he's really been uh, pretty good this year so far, uh, despite uh, some of the numbers. I, I don't think the numbers are, are quite what he'd like them to be, but uh, the third period was just, uh, was just crazy, frantic. One, one penalty after another, all kinds of uh, great shots on goal. And San Jose, finally, of course, it's not a regulation win, but it's their first win over the Blues since the hand pass game. The Blues had won like six in a row. Uh, against them and it kind of owned the sharks this season, you know, it's slowly taking shape and it's, it's just, every game has been different. Uh, we're, we're seeing the blues and I think around the league teams are having trouble winning these, these back to back. So it's a, uh, it's a whole uh, different uh, dynamic and I, I'm down for it guys. I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you would think the way this has gone that like in the playoffs, there has never been a series sweep or no one's ever won in five games because it's apparently impossible to win consecutive games or put together good consecutive games, whatever, you know, you, you lose the first, you make some of it, you make some adjustment and, and you win the second game. That is, certainly that's the blues case where if you look at, if you were to rank their games, the game twos have been their lesser efforts. And um, you know, whether that, how much of that is psychological, how much of that is something else? I, I don't know, but that's, um, you know, if they if they get splits like this the, the rest of the season, that's you know gonna, they're going to end up with as many points as games at that rate. So uh, it's something that uh, I, I will we should get itself sorted out, and maybe will as the season plays on and things gel more. Uh, but right now, um, you know, the back half has been tough. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out this week when they're when they're physically back to back, where there's not a day in between, so there may be less chance for maneuvering. Uh, by the teams and more a continuation of the first game. Let's start with a positive note, guys. You mentioned, uh, JT, that uh, Jordan Bennington got them a point, and I guess Blues fans have been nervous about uh, Bennington since uh, the bubble, and his stats coming into the game weren't the best. Uh, certainly some circumstances worked against him, like the penalty kill, but uh, this time around, uh, a barrage of shots, and uh, Jordan Bennington held up, and I guess that's the game that uh, both the fans and the coaching staff have been waiting to see from, from Jordan. Well, hold on, Jeff, the blues. Let's see. They just got called for three more penalties. Let me, uh, let me write <laughs> down and, and make note of him. No, he, uh, yeah. And, and when you look at the goals he's given up, I mean, uh, and you always kind of rate him, was that a soft goal? Was that something that, that he saved that he should have made or something that he wanted to uh, uh, would like to have back. And I, I don't know, maybe one, two goals, so far in the four games. So yeah, that, that to me, that's a you know, it's only, it's only four games, but it's a reassuring uh, starting point that uh, 
Bennington is going to be there. And, and he, in a lot of ways, he looks like a vintage uh, Jordan. I mean, though, it, he just competes. He competes. And Tom said it many times. He, when you need to save the big save, he makes the big save. Now you can say, well, he didn't get it uh, in, in the shootout, but you know, shootout such a crap shoot. And it was what it was the fourth shot. So he, he definitely gave, gave the blues a, a, a chance to, uh, uh, to win in a shootout. And I, I also like that is his, his quote game, even in this kind of somewhat stifled uh, Zoom uh, a world that we're living in, is, is still pretty good. I loved his answer last night. I, I asked him, what did he do to deserve a, a stick to the stomach from uh, Vander Kane? And he said, nothing today. You know, like he was he was telling us he was a good boy. He, he wasn't trash talking, <laughs> but he, he got one right in the Labunza, as they say. Uh, he, he may have been a good boy yesterday, but maybe not on previous days. So I think... Uh, yeah, I think there's a history there that uh, would, would need to be plumbed on the Bennington Kane. Relationship. Yeah, just ask uh, what Ben Bishop, who's uh, got hacked from behind, and Kyle Clifford, who suddenly saw uh, Jordan Bennington like three inches from his uh, his face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Benny Bennington has been uh, you know essential uh, so far, and with the exception of that eight to nothing game, it looks like these games are, you know, are looking to be tight games and that's going to really enhance the value uh, of what the goalies bring to the game. You know, they're going to be, you know, one, one save on one shot to, to deny one goal uh, could be, uh, you know, because the difference between a, a win and a loss or a win and a point. So uh, yeah, certainly something to, to look at there. You know, one last thing on the goaltending before we move on, uh, we would assume that uh, that Huso would be a, a starter against the Kings with back to back at one of these games, but if um, geez, if if the way the all these games are critical and Bennington likes to work, is there any chance they just keep playing him, or I, is it inevitable that they have to give uh, Ville a start? Well, uh, it was about uh, I don't know maybe. Uh just a few days, I think, before the season started. And actually, Craig Berube actually dropped a pretty good hint. He said the way the schedule lays out, he might just go with Bennington for the first five, six, seven games uh, because they did have, uh, you know, they, they did have off days. Uh, once again, now they've, they've got two off days today and tomorrow before the Kings uh, 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 come into town. Now, I think the Blues have, uh, uh, Tommy, you, 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 six and nine days. Six games. Yeah, but do they? Days. I mean, after these, the Kings back to back. Do they again have a couple of days off, or no? No, no, because then they have a day off, and then it's Vegas, and uh, okay, so yeah, they jump right back into it. So yeah, I would. So I would think this off. that would probably be the spot Sunday. You you got to throw the kid in the water uh, sometime, and hopefully uh, the Blues won't be at, on the on the uh, penalty kill at the start of the game like they yeah. were when he he came into the the Colorado game in the uh, in the. Uh, a third period, but uh, he's here for a reason. So uh, you got to put him in the, in the game. And yeah, Jeff, I, I think that's kind of the next thing on the goaltending. Okay. Right now, again, everything's subject to change in the uh, wild, uh, wacky world of hockey. But uh, uh, right now I, I feel good about uh, Bennington, but that now the next thing is, okay, let's see how the backup does. Yeah. I, th- I think the only way they might get around that is if on the first night, it was a very light workload, if they were able to keep, the Kings down to, you know, 18 shots on goal or something and didn't didn't have to do a whole lot. That might be the only, uh, that might be the way, but if not, yeah, I think, um, I I think the the Ville Husso start time uh, is drawing nigh. 
the other option would be uh, Tom, if uh, he gives up three goals in the first four minutes, yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> then you, you make the switch and you bring it back the next day, but uh, we wouldn't want to wish uh, ill will on, on Jordan. I, and I guess a related topic is the, the defensive core and uh, boy, they lose Robert Gortuzzo right off the bat with a blow to the head. Uh, then Marco Scandella's beat up. Uh, Colton Preco's playing hurt. They, uh, all of this forces uh, Carl, reliable Carl Gunnarsson into the fray and also our guy Nico into the mix. And with all, all six, four, six, five of them out there uh, looking, I think, uh, more like what they need on the PK. Uh, JT, just your assessment of where the defensive core is if, once you subtract two guys right away. And, and what did you like about uh, what uh, Nico did? Yeah, first off, uh, I mean, three three times now in four games, they've had a different defensive course. So I'm sure, especially at the start of the season, that's not what they're looking for. Uh, Scandella, there's a site, uh, I forget what it's called. I, I think it just shows hits, whether they're dirty hits or not. And it looks like Scandella might have a concussion. It showed him, uh, uh, well, I, I wish I could remember the name of the site. Anyway, it showed Scandella just getting slammed into the boards, hit a shoulder hit kind of from behind. Does that sound familiar, guys? by uh, Timo Meyer uh, about nine minutes into the second period of Monday's game. The thing that threw off uh, Tom and I and, and everybody else that, that, that uh, you know, watched the practices is he was out there at the optional skate uh, Wednesday morning and he skated the whole time and he, and he, and he looked fine. So, you know, if he's got concussion, if he does in fact have a concussion, who knows, you know, maybe it's just like a little neck neck thing or something. Uh, I don't, I don't think a neck thing would, uh, would keep a hockey player out of the lineup though, but he may be out, uh, he may be out for a while, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought Mikola was fine. He was really good on the, uh, on the power play. You know, the guy plays strong defense. He's, he's got the, he's got the long reach. I, I don't think last night was necessarily Tory Krug's, uh, uh, best game. I thought Vince Dunn was, uh, he was peppier and, you know, every now and then Vince will cough it up in his own zone and you're a little exasperated, but I thought overall he, he, he was better, better defensively. And that was his, uh, his, his, his best game. So yeah, they, 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 they still haven't, uh, you know, it's, again, it's only four games. It's, it's, it, they, they still haven't gelled back there. I, I, I don't think, and you know, that this is a structured system with Berube. I last year, you know, the Blues didn't get off to a great start either in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is a team that you just, you know, point to the ice and say, OK, guys, the season's starting. Go out there. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, work in progress. But, yeah, Jeff, I I and we've said this many times, all of us. Um, Mikul is ready and it's just a chance if he can get in the, you know, get in the lineup and stay in the lineup. Now, if he's in there, you're going to you, know, you, you might sacrifice some offense because he's not really an offensive guy, but. He sure looks like he can play and play pretty well in this league. It's weird to think that, you know, in so many things have gone on that it may not be a direct, I mean, probably not a direct correlation, but like when they lost Bertuzzo, that is kind of set in motion, you know, affect, you know, how the defense is played. Um, you know, for a guy who is, you know, cause he's been in and out of the lineup so much, but it, it hasn't been the same without him. And then guys keep, keep, keep getting hurt. Pareko has taken maintenance. Tory Krug limped off the ice last night down the hall. That wasn't looking good. I mean, this defensive depth is going to be put to the test. I mean, we might be seeing Jake Wallman, uh, you know, sooner than we think at the, at the rate things are going. 
and let's talk a minute about Jake Wallman. I thought that there was a chance that uh, uh, as as all this uh, crunching goes on with the uh, with the rosters and teams are trying to figure out what to do with their depth, that uh, you know, since it, for a moment it looked like the Blues had way more defensemen than they could use, that that ended quickly. <laughs> I wonder if uh, if Bill Armstrong has been sniffing at all on that Jake Wallman trail, you know, because. Um, you know, Jake made a big stride last year and obviously, you know, Bill's now in Arizona as a GM. So he didn't get to see the, the scrimmages and such where Jake uh, showed some improvement, but uh, you know, kind of wondered if there was ever any thought that, uh, you know, you know, maybe another uh, somebody might try to poach the guy based on his play last year in uh, the HL. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point, especially with Armstrong when the blues just made their initial round of cuts and the, the, the coyotes, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're in a uh, kind of a rebuild reboot uh, mode. I thought, boy, maybe, maybe Bill Armstrong will be looking at some of these guys, but yeah, Wallman was the, he was their best defenseman uh, down in San Antonio last year in the AHL. Uh, uh, the second scrimmage, he was really good. He was one of the best players on the ice. I, I don't know if I'd forgotten or I'd never noticed before how, how well that guy skates. He's got some uh, elusiveness uh, to his skating style. Uh, you know, another puck mover and a guy that'll, that'll shoot the puck. The issue with Jake Wallman was always his defense. And by all accounts and every, everything I heard occasionally, you know, talking to, to uh, uh, some people uh, that dealt with the, what was then the San Antonio team, he's improved his defense. And so, and we all know he's ready. Uh, he, uh, he's very competitive. He wants it badly. He wants it badly. And he, he wants to get wedge his way into the, uh, the picture and, uh, uh, you know, I, I think he's a guy that, well, he's gone and, uh, uh, he's gone back and forth from the taxi squad to the, the, the active roster and all of us in the, in the sports writing business, were pretty good at leaving, reading the tea leaves. And, uh, they, uh, elevated Wallman to the, uh, active roster yesterday. I don't know about five o'clock and Tom and I are looking at you. What, why is he going back and forth? And, you know, it turns out that Scandella was out and, uh, with with Pareko, I think it's every day he 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 goes on that ice and and warms up at least every game day, and uh, they're making sure he's he's okay. I mean, to me, Pareko still it, he doesn't look like he's moving well. We haven't seen hardly any of those patented uh, kind of end to end rushes where Pareko just gobbles up uh, uh, all kinds of uh, ice uh, uh, with that long stride of his. So uh, yeah, Wallman is yeah suddenly he's. He's on the on-deck circle. Yeah, the last two days, the blue last two games, the Blues have had an extra defenseman on the ice for pregame warmups, which shows that these there are there are game time decisions uh, being made. As you know, some doubt as to whether some guys will go. Oh, you know, on a other defenseman note, uh, beloved former Blue Ian Cole traded uh, from Colorado, and and it had me wondering, you know, if the Blues had been healthy, would would they have been? Would they have tried to been shopping a defenseman in there? We've talked about that before. It's something they may do with the cap. Now they can't afford to trade a defenseman. We before it was like, yeah, okay, you know, wait for the chance to deal Gunnarsson. Now they need everybody they've got, if not more. I mean, how how far away are we from having Mitch Renke, or uh, you know, be be called up, be on the taxi squad? Um, Mitch Renke, you know, or Scott Perunovich. That'd be that's that's going to be a question. Is you know, is how close is Perunovich? Is he a guy that they put on the tax squad because they may need bodies soon there on the defense? Closets by design. 
can help you get organized with 40% off. Plus now get an additional 15% off and free installation from Closets by Design. Call 1-800-BY-DESIGN. That's 1-800-B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N. Closets by Design St. Louis is the official sponsor of NetFront Presence. Well, guys, the uh, as you might expect, and it happens all the time, the uh, forward lines have gone into the mix master uh, before the game, during the game. Uh, some interesting combinations, some good looks, and some uh, maybe not so good looks from the, from the front lines. Uh, JT, what'd you think of? Um, I guess really kind of a a, a non-game from uh, what became the third line, and then some shuffling that resulted from that during the game. Yeah, and uh, well, I, I'd say this. Obviously, that the uh, Schwartz and Kyra line, and I'm sure we, maybe we might talk more about this. They've been dynamic. They've been outstanding. The fourth line is fine, whether it's Clifford or Sammy Blay in there. The rest of it, though, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, the uh, uh, O'Reilly Perron line has had uh, uh, Sanford on there, and uh, uh, during the game, uh, Hoffman was put up there. Obviously, Hoffman, Bozak, Tom, Thomas had that great uh, first game, and he's been very quiet uh, uh, since then. So, yeah, the, the first and third lines are, are the issues. Uh, we were trying. It's almost like we had a rope trying to keep Craig Berube from leaving his chair in the post-game Zoom. He was so grumpy, and I actually have an affinity for grumpy Craig Berube. It's pretty entertaining. But, uh, we, you know, I tried before he, uh, before he left to, you know, punch, punch a – hole in the wall or something about uh, about Hoffman and he, he just I guess he's trying to get him comfortable trying to get him to uh, uh, to fit in so he he spent what maybe the second half of that game on the O'Reilly uh, for online but uh, yeah n- not much yet from either of those lines and it was a strange game where players were uh, limping off the ice uh, missing a shift or two maybe they you know uh, they got their uh, sinuses uh, cleaned out along the walls or something with it with a hit. There were some shifts where Bozak wasn't there on the third line. So uh, they've got a, you know, it, it's, it's weird after that, that five to four game, it was such a back and forth, such a track meet. And uh, uh, you know, Baruby talked about, uh, well, yeah, we're, yeah, we're a faster, quicker team, but you know, we, we've got to be responsible defensively. They were responsible defensively in the, the last night's game, the two to one game, but they couldn't get a whole lot going off offensively. So, uh, it, you know, it's a work in progress uh, uh, on, on the blues chat. People were worried about the O'Reilly Perron line. And I'm saying, well, not after three games, you know, maybe, maybe check back at the, maybe the end of January, but you know, it's four games without much and they're not even getting a lot of scoring chances. Right. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Hoffman, we pointed this out last night. I mean, through two periods last night, he had played seven minutes, uh, which is not what you want from your high scoring $4 million uh, forward. And they just couldn't get him the ice time because of how the game was going. And that, you know, so in addition to trying to get things going, you put him on the line that's playing more so you could play him more. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's not happening. And it's, but it's, it's been whoever's been, you know, O'Reilly and, and Perron, you know, as this entity have not done, it doesn't matter who's, the other guy on that line, it just, it just hasn't worked so far. And there's no really good reason for it. Um, and which makes me think it'll, it'll come around, but uh, it hasn't. And I think one thing this year though, is everything's going to have to happen quicker because it's a shorter season. 
Uh, you, you played four games, but you know, that's like playing six games because it's, it's two thirds of a regular season. So uh, they, they, you know, there's less time to find things out. And so they got to find things out. Yeah. On the plus side, you know, looking at Jordan Cairo, boy, he makes a big difference in them uh, getting the puck up the ice and, uh, you know, gaining uh, the uh, offensive good zone entries, uh, creating opportunities uh, that way. Uh, you know, as we saw with the uh, using his wheels, I don't know if that was an assist or I, oops, I left the puck and Braden Shen gets it. But um, still, you know, he's a guy that's helping him the transition game immensely. And also second plus is he's controlling the puck some in the offensive zone and he can create plays that way. The only negative, I guess, man, and that like everybody else in that third period, there were a couple of times when he had to get the puck out. He just had to, and he had to, and he didn't. But there was a long list of guys that fell yeah. into that category. But still, <laughs> the Chiefs looking at that in particular. So a couple, some real pluses, again, in the game, but maybe a couple things more for Jordan to work on. Yeah, and he, he's coming along on this so-called 200-foot game. I mean, defensively, wall battles. But as you pointed out, Jeff, still some work to do. But he's doing a, he's doing a lot better there. And, uh, you know, so far, the, the pluses, though, I mean, the, the plays he's creating and uh, – uh, uh, far outweigh, I think, any uh, defense defensive deficiencies. You just you just got to keep that guy in the lineup. Obviously, he's playing with a lot of confidence, and that that line is, uh, you know, Braden Shen's uh, benefited uh, from Kairu with a, a couple goals. What, what what do they call him, Tommy? What's his nickname? Ruzi or Ru? Ruzi? Yep, Ruzi. Yeah. yeah, which I had never heard until actually Zach Sanford said it earlier this season. He said, "Oh, yeah, it's always so- Ruzi." Well, he hadn't been in the lineup long enough to earn the yeah. nickname. Don't you have to be in the lineup for a while to, for them to think of a nickname? Uh, but, uh, and you know, it, it's really been a slow developing thing with me, but I've come to maybe appreciate Jaden Schwartz more how he's got, a, uh, in different ways, maybe a little bit of O'Reilly in the sense that he makes people around him better. And I think he's having that effect on that line, just the way he works and works and works and digs for pucks and yeah sometimes he gets a little Tasmanian devil in him and he, he spins out of control a little bit but uh that that line is is, is just great and, and at least you know the blues have have one line going for him although again the fourth line uh, I, I think is, is they've gotten out of it uh what they want uh and uh it was nice to see Sammy Blay back in the uh in the lineup and I I think we'll probably see that with this line this year where you know Clifford's in and out of the lineup and I'm sure Blake would like to play more. Yeah. Blake got more ice time than, than Clifford has gotten in, in a lot of games. And I'm not sure how much of that is just is how the score works or what, you know, you can't say, and the fans of fan bases said this, and we probably said this over the years, you know, you got to give Jordan Cairo a look. Jordan Cairo is getting a look. They are sticking with them. Uh, they are, you know, they're putting him out there. They have kept him in a, in a good position in play. Um, I still don't think he has a defensive zone start this season, but um, uh, you know, they're, they're, he's defensively, you know, he was a positive Corsi last night. So um, he's, he's, he's getting there. And um, you know, and, and I think he's earned the certainly earned the chance to stay in there. It's certainly because he's producing more goals than anybody else on this team is right now. So that's, that's another reason you can't, you know, he's going to stay in there. He's, he's making goals happen. Yeah, it was uh, it was very eye opening to see him. What he was the fourth guy out on the shootout. Yeah, 
And what happened to Tyler Bozak on the shootout? He he was always the first guy. And we kept yeah. looking, okay, where's Bozak? And Bozak would just, instead of trying to fake, you know, as he just skate down shooting, it somehow would go, would go in. But uh, 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 that was, uh, that was interesting. Again, maybe something else we, we could have asked Craig Berube if he, if he'd stuck around. Yeah, Bozak had always been first, and then he had a couple times last season where he didn't score, and then Berube seemed to move on uh, to, to someone else. So uh, he moved down in the lineup last year, but was still in the lineup. And, you know, this year he's, he's no better than four. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's the shootout. And, you know, usually that's something that at the end of practice they get out there and do that. I don't know that they've done that this year at all. So it wasn't a great shootout. That was uh, the blues. Well, you, you were not dazzled by any of those moves by your, your blues. I, I think Ryan around kind of went a little bit to the side, but other than that, everyone was like, oh, I'm going to skate right down the middle and uh, <laughs> try to beat them with my blazing slap shot or wrist shot. And they didn't, didn't. All right. Uh, JT, will they ever score a power play goal? In my, in our lifetimes. We'll our lifetime. and, I, and I know we're older fellas. So, you know, we're, <laughs> We're, we're at least late in the third quarter. I might be early in the fourth quarter, but uh, uh, gee whiz, Jeff. I, 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 there were times where they, they moved the puck uh, a little better, but uh, especially that first unit, it just looks like they're pressing and you've got guys with like Krug and Hoffman that are, and, and actually now Hoffman's more in the second unit, but you know, came in with such great expectations. So I think they just have to, to, uh, to be patient, keep working at it. And there's just, there's just too much talent there. It'll happen, but my God, what, what are they They're like? Oh, for about 15 now, oh, for 14. It's pretty amazing. Even for a small sample size. Yeah. Best scoring chance on the power play last night belonged to Eric Carlson. So that was a, uh, uh, and he plays for the other team. So that is not a good sign <laughs> of your uh, power play when, uh, uh, when, when that's happening. Yeah. You know, they, it's, they're not generating shots because they're not getting into the zone and they have to figure out a way to be able to get in the zone. They, I don't know how many times this year on these power plays where they have gotten the puck in and then been able to set up and work the puck around. It, it doesn't, they come in, they either dump the puck in or they get stopped at the, at the blue line and it goes back out and it, it just, they just can't build up any sustained pressure. And that's one of the things that, you know, makes the blues offense work is sustained pressure. That's how they survive. And there just hasn't been any of that on the power play this year. All right, last topic on the net front presence with Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman, the penalty kill. The Blues survived the PK after failing to kill um, even half of their uh, penalties in the first three games. But it was most, it was a survival, and maybe Jordan Bennington because JT, man, I'm just watching these games and guys are just teeing off from the dots. I mean, they are. People are stepping into shots. Now the blues are doing some clogging, I guess, of shooting lanes, but it's a good way to get everybody killed. Just, I mean, there's this guys <laughs> teeing off. Uh, I would, I, you know, that was maybe the ugliest uh, successful penalty killing night that I can remember. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's a good point. The, 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 the stat sheet looks great, but when, when you, when you saw it, it was, yeah, it was frightful at times. They've made a point to, they, 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 at least they've talked about it, how they've got to be uh, stronger uh, uh, at the blue line and, and not letting them just skate right through the neutral zone and, 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 and into the blue zone. And boy, a lot of times they, they, they would have all four defensemen just right up there at the blue line. So they're, they're trying to contest that entry more. 
but uh, just some of the coverage lapses. And I, you know, I don't know the uh, X's and O's of, of hockey, like, uh, like you guys are, are, are of uh, uh, their coaching staff, but you would think there's certain coverage concepts that are, that are not unlike playing man to man defense in uh, basketball, where you've got to have an idea where the other guy is. And there, there've been a couple plays more than a couple where guys are just, like you said, just wide open. There were, there was a, uh, a goal in the, uh, I think it was the San, yeah, the San Jose game where Gunnarsson is down like three inches from the, one of the goalposts. And I forget who the San Jose player was, but he was just, he just left him wide open in, in the near circle. And it, it just like inviting him to shoot the puck. Carl, shouldn't, um, shouldn't you be like a little closer to that guy? What, what are you doing hugging the post when there's nobody down there and stuff like that seems like it keeps happening over and over again so uh uh yeah they're they're they they remain uh they remain discombobulated uh, on the pk even though the results were, were were good yeah towns they had 12 shots on the power play last night so uh, that's 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 a lot of a lot of chances um so yeah i mean you know the blues power play was middle of the pack last year and then they lost three of their top four guys with bo meester petrangelo and steen not there Ortuzo, who logged a lot of ice time, is gone. So it's new guys, you know, a unit that wasn't great last year. They had traditionally been great. Last year wasn't a really great year for them on the PK. And they got new guys. You know, we've seen, you know, Zach Sanford is out there on the on the penalty kill. Um, Tori Krug is getting time on the penalty kill. They, they ran a five-on-three last night. You know, Nico Mikola, you know, first game of the season, he was out there killing a three-on-five. And that one, the one penalty kill where Bennington loses his stick, Pareko loses his stick. Mm-hmm. Things are just, I mean, talk about chaos. Talk about a, you know, a fire drill out there. I mean, that was how they got through that without a goal being scored is, is a miracle. Um, and, uh, but that was what they needed last night and, and it got them a point. Are, they, are the Blues too uh, almost passive on their – it seems like they just bunch up, get those four – you see other teams, and they they go out. They go out and attack the point and attack the wings, put pressure on the guy. The Blues seem more content to just sit in that kind of group of four. Well, another yeah, thing that's do. easier to do when, when you have um, really tall guys on the back line and uh, experienced guys like Alex Edersteen, um, you know, trying to take away a shot or a pass angle. So, yeah, that's how they played, and I've complained about that. And now that they don't have the big D-men, or, or, and they've lost some up front as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, another thing they do is th- their goal is to get the puck out. And they get the puck out, and they change, they get a new unit on, and they go again. And, and other teams will get the puck out and will try to do something with it. And unless it's Sunquist or Barbashev, really no one on the penalty kill will try to go forward with it. They will shoot the puck out of the zone and then wait for them to come back again. Uh, and I think that creates more chances, but really Sonny and Barbie are the only two guys that will ever try to, you know, put pressure on the opposing team's net shorthanded. All right. Well, that's Tom Timmerman. We've heard from Jim Thomas. I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been Netfront presence. A reminder that you can find the Netfront uh, on our website, stltoday.com slash podcast. Also your favorite uh, podcast app. And uh, also a reminder that if you're not subscribing to the print product or the or have a digital subscription, please do that. Support strong local journalism. Until next time, for Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman, I'm Jeff Gordon. See ya.